Hello everyone, it's Mallory with Mallory Joe Mindfulness and this is the Mindful of You podcast. Whether you are an anxious college student or a struggling parent, we can all benefit from being more aware of our thoughts, our actions, and our circle of control. I want to help you be more mindful of you. Let's do it. episode number 22, Three Things I Learned in Therapy. So as I was prepping the show notes for this episode, I realized I probably could have done like 20 things I learned in therapy. So maybe this won't be the last time that you guys hear from me about this. Um, so let's just jump right into it. Why not? Um, just so you guys know, I'm not currently in therapy, but my history with therapy is I started therapy when I was serving a mission. It was like phone appointment therapy. Um, And then as soon as I got back, I met with a woman for a year for my anxiety. And then I stopped that because I was doing better. But then I moved to Provo and was struggling. So I decided to find a therapist here. Um, I went to the UVU Health Services, didn't really jive with the therapist they'd assigned to me there, so I decided to go see somebody else that a friend had recommended, so I saw him for a while, uh, then stopped seeing him and was doing well, got married, and then um, a few months into being married, I was struggling again, so I decided to uh, go back to therapy. Um, And interspersed with all of that is coaching. And some of the things I learned in therapy overlap with the things in coaching. I'm trying to think of things I specifically learned in therapy, though. And again, the list is so long. And so I'm just going to try and dive into a few things that came to my mind first. But there's so many more things that I hope to be able to share with you guys. Okay, so one of the first things I remember learning from therapy um, is... Basically, that not everything is in my control. Um, I'd written here, control what you can control and relinquish control over what you can't. Um, my dad actually sent me this really good quote. Um, I don't know if I can find it. It's like, it's some sort of prayer uh, that's really beautiful. So I'm going to kind of look for that while I'm talking, for, talking to you guys. Um but yeah, so basically the idea of controlling what you control can control and relinquishing control over what you can't is it it gives us a lot more freedom to feel okay, to feel fine, like our life is on the right track and that things are going to be okay. Because oftentimes when we feel like things aren't going to be okay or things aren't okay, um, oh, I remember what it's called. Um, But when we feel like things aren't okay, um, we we tend to um, try and control everything. And a lot of times um, we're trying to control things that aren't in our control. Um, This is the, the prayer that my dad sent me one time when I was having kind of a rough goal at things, um, and this was fairly recently, within the last few months, um, but it's called the serenity prayer, and it says, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, 
and wisdom to know the difference. Um, I think that acceptance step is something that's really beautiful. Um, I, I have found in my mental health journey that my brain and my heart kind of want to reach a point where it's like, we're done struggling with our mental health and we're done having bad days. We're done having hard weeks, hard months, hard years. We're done having struggles in our relationships with other people. Um, we're done feeling depressed. We're done feeling anxious. And I guess the serenity to accept things I cannot change comes to accepting the reality of sorrow in life and the reality of suffering. Um, and now when I suffer or now when I'm having a hard time, it's not as bad because I've recognized um, through therapy and through coaching that just because something is off or something is the way I, is not a way I want it to be or I'm in pain or I'm suffering, it doesn't mean something has gone wrong in the overall arc of my life. Um, it doesn't mean something's wrong with me. It doesn't mean something's wrong with my life. Um, but the fact is that suffering and pain and trials are a reality of this world. Um, and so that's kind of along the lines of accepting what I can't control in regards to like life events and things like that. But I also think something people struggle to not attempt to control is other people. Um, and I've talked about this before and it's something I learned in therapy, especially my most recent um, bout of therapy with um, a woman who was kind of helping me with some things in my marriage is I recognized that I can't control my spouse um, and letting go of trying to control him was one of the best things I could have done for our marriage. Um, I mean, for as much as I fear being controlled in a marriage, I sure tried to do a whole lot of controlling. Um, and, and we convince ourselves that it's okay. I, I, I hate to stereotype in this way, but I feel like it's something that women especially do, um, with men, with their spouses or with children. Um, we convince ourselves that we're worried about them or we're trying to control them because they're doing the wrong thing and we know the right way. Um, for example, a child who isn't doing their homework. Um, we convince ourselves that, no, I should try to control them and make them do their homework because they should do their homework. That is how it should be. And, and you can believe that. And as a parent, you'd have every right to set expectations and follow through with consequences. But, but when you are setting those expectations and those consequences in the right way, it doesn't feel as much like your burden, but more your responsi responsibility to simply set expectations and follow through with consequences. Um, and then um, that's basically your only responsibility. Um, and you don't have so much emotion attached to it. Um, that goes along really well with number two. Um, the second thing that I learned in therapy, um, slash coaching, but they all get mixed up. <laughs> it's a big bag of really similar stuff, but 
how to set healthy boundaries. Um, I didn't realize how good I'd gotten at this, but I really have gotten quite excellent. Um, and it's something that goes really hand in hand with not controlling other people. Because I, I, I think what happens is oftentimes people think, well, if I don't try to control them, am I just letting them walk all over me? Am I letting them do whatever they want? Um, like I need to set a boundary. And that is in fact true. But the reality of it is, is a boundary only controls our actions. Um, it is not meant to control somebody else's action. Um, so an example of a healthy boundary um, is I'm, I'm producing a show right now. And I asked the director for which I'm producing the show to send me uh, what she wanted in the pre-show announcement. I was recording uh, the person who talks at the beginning who's like, welcome, please enjoy the show. Please silence your cell phones. Please refrain from texting. Video and photography is not permitted. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so I, I had actually asked her if there was anything specific she wanted in it. And she had said, yes. I need to send that to you. And I had a really busy couple days ahead of me. And so I said, awesome. I have to record it by 4 p.m. today or at 4 p.m. today. So please send me the file or the script before then. She sent back a thumbs up. Everything was good. Uh, four o'clock rolls around. I noticed she hadn't sent the file. So it's become more of an instinct for me now rather than just being like, oh, my gosh, she hasn't sent it to me yet. Like that doesn't offend me. That doesn't make me even feel at all frustrated because I knew that I couldn't control her. So, but, but the person I could control was me. And so I sent her a text message that said, Hey, I noticed that you haven't sent me the script. I'm going to write up a short little script, send it to you. If there's anything you want changed, let me know by five o'clock. Um, if I don't get a response from you by five, then I'm going to have to move forward without your approval. Um, and she ended up responding a little later and was apologetic. And then she to approved my, was able to approve my script. But even if she hadn't um, and she had had a problem with what I had recorded, I had set such a clear boundary that it's likely she wouldn't have even said anything. And if she had, I would have been able to say, well, I'm so sorry. That was the time I had allotted for this. I'm sorry. It's not what you want. You're welcome to ask somebody else to re-record something or find another way about this. I'm sorry, but this is all I can offer to you right now. And... I think part of the reason people don't set healthy boundaries is because they want to bend over backwards for people. They don't want to offend anyone. Um, but it, it's truly, it's not offensive when gone about um, in, in a polite way. Um, number three, my self-worth doesn't come from achievement. Uh, so this was a huge, huge thing for me. Um, I, I was a very achievement-based child um, and teenager and young adult, and I still am. I like to feel like I'm climbing the social ladder or whatever it may be, or at least improving myself. Like I, I like to put that mask on it, but the fact of the matter is, um, especially like when I was a little younger, it, it wasn't as much about improving myself as it was. I wanted other people to see me being awesome. <coughs> I'm sure some of you are like classic theater person, <laughs> excuse me. Um, but yeah, I, I, I found that 
that when I think that my self-worth is based on some sort of achievement or some sort of, um, like basically that there's a, there's an end goal to becoming an awesome person, um, or being the most beautiful, most successful, um, my motivations aren't as pure. And so I found that if I can believe that I'm already, I'm already there, I'm already loved, I'm already a daughter of God, I'm already, um, like I'm already worth something, that I came to this earth um, with the self-worth that I carry and that I don't have to earn it in any way, then when I, when I seek to improve, improve myself uh, within commandments of God or even within like the workforce or personal development sense, it comes from a desire of wanting to, not having to in order to feel like I'm a worthy person of love. So that's a huge journey that most people go on for a lifetime. Um, but it's something to think about. Um, the reason I chose like these three things to teach you um, that I learned in therapy is because it's not something that people simply struggle with because they're anxious or because they have depression. Um, <laughs> the stigma is interesting because like there's this thing out there that's like therapy is for everyone. And I want to be like, yes, kind of. But when you go to therapy and I don't know, you don't have some sort of trauma or you don't have a lot of anxiety or you don't have a lot of uh, depression or you don't at least don't know how to express your emotional or mental struggles, therapy is super awkward. Like <laughs> it, it can be. I'm not trying to discourage anyone from going to therapy. Um, but I do think a lot of the things I learned in therapy almost gave me like a leg up emotionally on mentally well people because I learned things that they could probably benefit from learning too, which is why even if not everyone necessarily goes to therapy, exposing yourself to um, like emotional health tools, mental health tools, um, or learning from your friends who are in therapy can be really beneficial um, listening to podcasts, reading books, because that's that's one of the things that's like, oh, you can pick and choose what applies to you, maybe without all of like the trauma work or that sort of thing. Um, and coaching is a fantastic option as well for those who like are generally mentally well, um, but they just want to feel better about themselves and about their lives. One last bonus thing I learned from therapy. <coughs> Excuse me. So the bonus thing I learned from therapy was how I take care of myself physically affects my emotions and mental health. Um, and I learned this in a, in a huge sort of way because I, I learned like, well, if you exercise every day, you'll feel so much better. If you eat healthy, you'll feel so much better. Um, and it was very like extreme all or nothing things. But my therapist, what he would do when I was having a hard time, which he was a really good man, um, is I would come in and he could tell I was like kind of low or kind of sleepy or just basically not with it. And he would order like cheesy nachos for the both of us from somewhere. So it wasn't like he was like, oh, well, you should be eating your vegetables every day because that's like so unattainable for me. <laughs> um, 
But the fact that he just was, he, he basically said, get some fuel in your body. Like, get something, get something. Like, something is better than nothing. Obviously, it'd be, probably be better to eat a healthy salad sometimes. But, but other times, you do kind of need the boost that comes from, like, the dopamine hit you get real, eating really good food. So too much of that is probably not great. Um, you don't want to like develop an addiction or something. Um, but discovering that like food helps, sleep helps, um, physical activity helps. Um, and that I didn't have to be perfect at it in order for it to help was really huge for me. Um, and that's something I still apply today. Like, oh man, guys, like I feel super weird if I, um, if I decide like, well, I am going to just stay up late and have a good time. Like the whole next day, I'm like, I feel off. Like I just feel terrible. And I'm pretty sure everybody goes through this, like when they don't get enough sleep. But for me, it's become so abnormal that it's really noticeable. Um, and so again, that that's where I mentioned, like sometimes people who like go through therapy or go through these mental health struggles, develop a better self-care routine and actually take better care of their bodies than mentally well people simply because they have to. Um, when I was living with roommates, I, they were always like, Oh, Mallory's going to bed. It's 10 o'clock. She's going to bed. They'd be up to like two or three. Um, and I would always like make myself lunches the night before, put them in the fridge. I don't do that anymore, but I really need to. Um, and so like, I just kind of had this like routine down because if I didn't have it, like I'd fall apart, like, which isn't the most healthy either. But, um, it did kind of help me more consciously take care of myself instead of just kind of floating along through life. Because when I did that, I definitely wasn't well. So, um, that's just a few things that I learned from therapy and that, or what I think makes therapy awesome. And honestly, what makes having a mental illness be kind of cool because it it teaches you a lot of things that, that mentally well people don't learn, um, like we do. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, oh, I just got a text. Fun. Um, I am going to close out this episode. Talk to you next week. Um, so next week, I said next week, last week, but I actually mean it this time. Next week, I'm going to be posting more information about the Lantern. Oh, not the Lantern House. That was last year. <laughs> about Family Promise and the fundraiser we're doing for them. And next week's episode, I'm going to be coaching someone. So tune into that one because those episodes are super fun. And you can see um, because a lot of the donation packages for Family Promise are going to go hand in hand with um, receiving coaching. So you can kind of see what coaching is life, but like, but recognize it's not going to be on a live podcast. Um, and so you can kind of see the environment, the kind of things you can talk about. And if it's something you feel like would benefit you. So super excited for that. Um, now that I've said it out loud, I'm committing to it. So next week episode, I'm coaching someone and I am posting the video with more information for family promise. So watch out for that. I promise not to fail you this week. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Um, I really love you. I'm thinking about you during finals, during the holiday season, and while well, COVID is still being crazy, and I think about you guys all the time. So just message me if you ever need anything or just need someone to listen. Uh, make sure you're following me at Mallory Joe Mindfulness and leave a five-star review if you liked this episode. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.